more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. For real. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Kelly. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I do need to warn everybody. I do have the um, wonderful uh, gardener has arrived with his um, noisy equipment. So if you hear something in the background, all is well. It's the native, the native sound of Houston is the yes. leaf blower. Yep, yes. it's true. Well, then, you know, um, what I wanted to talk about today is I feel like, you know, there used to be the joke like the, I heard it on NPR. The new one is, of course, <laughs> like I was listening to this podcast. Anyway, so I was listening to something, um, Atlas Obscura, if people are interested. Yeah. And there was a woman uh, being interviewed who had founded an intentional community in Colorado back in the 60s. It was an artist community. And so they were talking to her about her experience doing that. And it was it was quite sweet because her son was on, too. And so mm. he was also talking about his experience with that. And but the final question was the thing that I found the most interesting about it, because the interviewer asked, do you think you could do this today? Could you recreate mm. this experience today? And her answer was, was interesting. She said, well, we were able to do this out of an abundance. Mm -hmm. We had access to, at that time, inexpensive land. We had access to a donor who, who offered them some, you know, seed funding for it. We had uh, free time. We had um, extra, you know, people around to make these decisions. We were able to travel there with our young family. All of this abundance, the abundance was where the community came from. So I started to think about that, about our group and what our abundance is and how do we use that for our group? Because we're creating, you know, something out of nothing we you know we're creating a sense mm -hmm. of community out of just a bunch of people so where is the abundance that our group enjoys so I want to talk about that today Lynn I love this and for many reasons one of them is and I think she touched on this a little bit in her interview was that I feel like we're in a really kind of dangerous place in our world where everybody thinks about things shrinking, getting worse, you know, everything's crumbling, falling apart. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, you know, people talk about, oh, do your gratitude practice every day. But in, in essence, this to me is like a gratitude reflection on our co-housing project because yeah. we have tons of abundance. And <laughs> I find just thinking about this is getting me super energized. So let's just go for it. Okay, awesome. All right, good. Well, so um, what is the first thing of abundance that you think of when you think of our group? What's the first well, thing that people bring? I, the first thing I think about, because people even comment on it sometimes when they show up or early explorers comment on this, professional skills. And mm, yeah. um, one of the things that I just have been thinking about since we've been talking about values a lot is we have a value of this a two-sided coin of innovation and stability. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's because we have these incredible, deep and broad professional skills that we can do very innovative things while at the same time preserving enough stability to make it possible to implement. And I'm, I'm just going to give you like a real simple, simple, it's not even big scale example of, of mm -hmm. where this 
So we had a recently, there was kind of a side conversation between two members. One member had just moved like two weeks ago. And the other member is our famous city of Houston recycling guru. And we were talking about moving. And when the whole community moves, are there ways that we could do this? It would be more green. It seems like, you know, we should go to a lot of effort to figure out a green mover, have recyclable or reusable, maybe plastic containers that we pack our stuff on. Anyway, there was this whole big kind of, I could see this mini project uh, being born in this living room. And I was thinking, oh my God, no. And then our recycling expert said, Okay, stop, stop the bus. This is one area where you just have to use the cardboard. It's the most recyclable resource and blah, blah, blah. And I thought this was a great, you know, somebody, yeah. you know, exploring innovation. And then the real expert saying, actually, in this particular area, we don't need to do that. So we were, I, I just thought it was a beautiful coming together of these juxtaposed values. So, yeah, especially because this green expert in our group is usually the person who's on the innovation side. So yes, it's really yes. nice to see both kind of get played out in our community and to, to have that value be something, a, a vein that we have, you know, a value in our group that we can, that we can use. Yeah. I like that. The other one that I notice a lot too, which is kind of along the same lines, but it's there's some things that we as a group need to understand that would just take forever to mm -hmm. understand, you know, like they're either complex or a bunch of us don't have any knowledge of it or or, you know, or it would cost us a lot of money to bring in experts to mm -hmm. help us, you know, figure something out. And then we have some people who can just present and just get us up to speed and are willing to spend their time and their energy to um, to help us get there. And then I think too, socially, you know, there are people in our group who have um, some skills and then they share them and it just creates oh, yeah. richer, deeper bonds. You know, I think about like woodworking, the, the creating of our little free library, we used people's not mm -hmm. professional skills, but, you know, semi-professional skills <laughs> to do, to do some things that then made for a really nice relationship. So I do think that being able to both have those skills and then share them mm. and identify them in our group too. You know, mm. it's, it's nice to know oh what gosh, people you know, do. That list, I just came to mind. We had Liz doing the Enneagram, which, you know, that's, yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know, like to really appreciate just what a special skill that is and how much it enriches our community. And one of our most recent members has got fantastic IT project skills. He's prepared like a conceptual a presentation on how to understand how we do the internet. And I mean, there's all this stuff that you would normally yeah. have to pay big bucks for. If oh, you went to that. wait, I have another one. Let's one go. of our other members teaches jazzercise. And yes. when she is leading a meeting, she gets people up, gets people moving, gets people <laughs> doing physical yeah. things, you know? And yeah. I just think like, that's a whole different dimension of her professional life that we don't yeah. see until she's up there and she's getting us moving. And it's yeah. awesome. It really mm -hmm. is. Okay. So that's professional skills. What's next on the list for you? For me, the next one is time. Um, and, you know, I think that there are a lot of different ways to think about time. But when I think about the pandemic, that mm. when we were in a really um, important phase of our um, coming together and gelling in our group. And I think that especially for parents, parenting during the pandemic was, you know, less than ideal. 
And I think a lot of families really understood, families with kids really understood what islands we all are when that was happening. I think probably other people in our group had a similar realization. And I just think that that was really a space of abundance in our world. We don't really have to talk to people about, you know, like, oh, hey, the great thing about co-housing is that you see people frequently. And why is that important? Like, everybody knows that's important now. Yes, I know. Everybody and knows that. that. It, we even yeah. had people come and explore us during that phase because yeah. they had this light bulb go off. Yeah. Um, my favorite quote about all that was our not child, but she is child, but adult child who was 26 at the time, who one night at dinner, who was living with us because she has to because she's in medical school and can't afford it otherwise. She declared over dinner, her statement of the day was in the depths of the pandemic. I just want to go on record. This is developmentally inappropriate for me to be spending 24 hours of my day with you two. I'm 26 years old. I need to get out of here. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Well, so, and I yeah. really felt like our causing group was a way to get out. You know, yeah, we had meetings and we had like, we had a forward moving project that was tangible and moved along yeah. at a time when nothing else did. So that was really a gift of abundance from the universe. Thanks yeah. universe. No more. Yeah. But thanks. Yeah. Well, and there's a couple other things I would highlight is one is that we just happen to tap into a bunch of people who have space on their calendar for whatever reasons, yeah. either you're not working right now or you're retired or uh, Kelly, you as a homeschool uh, yeah. person, you got fired from your job, you know, <laughs> your, <laughs> kid, your kids graduated from homeschool ahead yeah. of schedule. And so they moved. So we, that really helped because um, that gave you daytime hours to work with hired professionals, as well as just extra capacity to work on some of the back office stuff. Mm -hmm. But, but the other thing I wanted to say before we move on from time is to cycle back to the, to the zoom, you know, a, a, um, pandemic experience is that I, I really feel like during that period, we solidified a commitment to this group in a way that mm -hmm. allowed us to continue to keep coming back, even when our calendars got like overbooked. So, you know, for example, next week we were needing to move a meeting around and it was going to mean that I was double booked. And it was easy for me to make the decision. I'm going to not do the non-co-housing thing. I'm going to choose the co-housing thing because I'm so invested. And that deep, those deep roots and that investment really took hold, I think, during the pandemic. And I don't know that we could have gotten there without the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Which then I guess the challenge is, you know, going forward, how do we recreate that sense of abundance of, you know, of that slow time that you need to really gel yeah. as a group and to come in. That'll be yeah. an interesting kind of orientation. Maybe a new, <laughs> a, a new virus. No, we are doing this without disaster, Lynn. Remember? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Community without okay. disaster. We better move on before I create some disaster yeah. here. So the next one that I think is um, important to acknowledge that she talked about in, in her an assessment of that mm. theirs was inexpensive land, which is not the case in the United States today. No. But no. definitely in our group, we have had, we have some uh, financial flexibility. We came early on, had a developer who, uh, you know, was on board and we have people who are willing to do things uh, differently. And uh, let me broaden that out to the rest of co-housing too, because one of the origin stories for uh, Nyland, the community I lived in in Boulder, 
Um, one of their origin stories is that they needed to raise funds quickly to get the land. And so they had, you know, they'd been kind of doing what a lot of causing groups do and meeting and, you know, talking and chatting and blah, blah, blah. And so they passed a hat to raise this <laughs> not insignificant sum of money that they needed. And as the story goes, when the hat was done going around the room, they had like exactly like to the penny, the amount of money that they needed in that moment. And I think, okay, this is one, maybe a magical tale, but two, it illustrates some flexibility. A mm -hmm. lot of people would not feel like it is a good investment to pass a hat around a room and buy some property together, right? Yeah. Like that is, that feels like you have to be willing to do things differently rather mm -hmm. than just, well, we encounter this and we send a bill and that's mm -hmm. it. Um, so I think our group really actually demonstrates that, that we're flexible in the way that we achieve things. Yeah. And I think some of that flexibility comes also just from people being at different life stages. Yeah. Because if you're in the building phase of your life, you need somebody to partner with you who's already then I've already built my life phase so that you can, you know, extend forward because we've been able to do some things where we've kind of been able to pay for things up front that will then be paid back by the community in the back because you've got people who are past their getting it built life stage, you know, yeah. and I think that makes a big difference too. Um, so I and think that yeah. And I also, I think the back to the innovation and stability part is that the innovation is that, you know, okay, we can do things differently. The stability is there are some people in our group who are past that stage. And also that our developer has just, you know, so much, experience mm. forming LLCs, dissolving mm. LLCs, you know, like he's just done all of that, that kind of like legal work that makes it possible for us to try something new in a way that is, um, is safe and is, you know, well, and just as a little sidebar, he is incredibly creative. It come, I mean, from my, from where I'm sitting in the world, he comes up with all kinds of creative ideas, which I'm sure is based on his experience. Yeah. And, may be more expected than, but it blows my mind often when you yeah. go, oh, well, don't worry about that. This We can do blah, 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 We blah. can do it this way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Which I think spills over into the last thing that, that we were kind of wanting to headline on this uh, topic, which is conceptual flexibility. So because of your professional experiences, obviously you look at things differently, but one of the things that we've talked about often is that if we try and figure out the through thread on our group, you know, we're always like, you know, talking about that and yeah. we keep saying that we're just different from a lot of people and we think that part of that difference has to do with a lot of people in our group having experiences living overseas or traveled extensively or other parts of the country so it's there's I, there's hardly anybody I know there's exceptions but who's just kind of born and bred here inside the loop in Houston and never been anywhere Everybody's been every, you know, lots of places, seen lots of different things. And I think it kind of stretches your mind. Yeah, um, I think so too. And I think that, you know, the, the abundance then is like when we're considering something or want to think about something, there's space in everyone's mind for like, okay, mm -hmm. that could work that way. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. I think that really is a sense of abundance, some a place where we can, where we can go when we need to dip into that well a little bit, you know, even if it's not something that you love initially you can at least entertain it, you know? Well, and, and, and also this kind of loops back to some of the professional skills. Like there's some ideas that have been floated that I'm like, Whoa, super nervous about this, but I know we've got the professional skills to pull it off. So yeah. I'm like, 
okay, I trust you guys, you know, we which can is make all, this happen. Yeah, we can make this happen. So yeah, maybe and that's of course, it out of the like, sense of abundance. Yeah, the conceptual flexibility also types tap, taps into some of the terminology. So it's been interesting mm -hmm. how we've uncovered, we all come from different microcultures, you know, be it different corporate worlds or educational worlds or nonprofit worlds. And so we might pick up a word like, and I'm just going to use this. So don't, Kelly, even. don't even. She's oh. good. Kelly's going to have like a minor blip in her pulse right now. But the <laughs> word stewardship, we've uncovered that for some people, this is a, um, it causes hives <laughs> yeah, or it's a non-word. Yes. Um, but for other people, it has a deep seated meaning because they connect it to something else. So we're working our way through that, but we have an abundance of interpretations, which always cracks me up when people say, well, are you guys really diverse? And I'm like, come and sit in one of our meetings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thanks, think that thanks. out of this yeah. sense of Abundance, it gives us a place where we, that's where kind of the extra, you know, that everything gets taken. That's where it all gets, I don't know, mined. I feel like there aren't very many good analogies that don't involve like cutting down trees or mining things, but it really is. It's like where we go get the building materials for our community is in our, in our sense of abundance. I'll be interested. We should, we should put this out more broadly to our group too, and see what yeah. other people think are, is the abundance that has has created this project that's allowed it to grow. Nice. Well, I thank you for this topic and thanks for that podcast. I will put a link to it in our show notes because it was really fun. I listened to it too. And <laughs> it, it had a lot more, you know, arms and legs to it than just this one thing. So it was yeah. really super. Thanks, Kelly. We'll see thanks, you next Lynn. time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.